0: she are live in credit 3 2 1 <laughs>
1: this house is not a home without
2: you. It.
1: No, I never meant to take your love for granted. How stupid I was to ever give up, give up on the best thing I ever had. So deep I you like a knife. Still you're in the fire. In love and you, you wasn't wrong. Show on time and put on the weather in Full of I am to a level in She'll just tell bring a ring for the love in She'll light on coffee, deep, deep fish and motor Hey, we are bring the low limits the admission This love is gravitating, elevating She gets a royal feeling. me, it's lift is She's not paying. This love's alive
3: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Natural Snow, your safe haven for all things sexual. I would like to thank everyone for joining this evening. Please, like and share, like and share, like and share. Today's topic, sex drive and the sexes. There have been lots of debates, you know, whether personal or professional, about who has the higher sex drive. And I know that we all are different. So I wanted to talk about the different sex drives today and how we're different. Now, pretty much... I like to take this first from the scientific approach and from the scientific approach you know there are you know several possible explanations as to most people in general will say that one has a sex drive that is milder in women than in men trying to say that women you know men you know they have a higher sex drive. Now, women, they might be more willing to adapt their sexuality to local norms and context and different situations because they aren't quite so driven by strong urges and cravings as men are. So, the research pretty much kind of says, you know, more men than women, but I'm going to talk about the men first and then, you know, ladies, I'm going to follow up with us because just, even in terms of the research, we all have to bear in mind that people do vary from these norms. Because I myself truly believe that I am far from the norm. <laughs> Hence my talk show. And I know, I know women who are far from the norm. So, I'm going to discuss the seven patterns of men's and women's sex drives that research have fa- that researchers have found. So, number one, men think more about sex. The majority of adult men under sixty, they think about sex at least once a day. And only about one quarter of women say they think about it as frequently. I want to say that one more time. Only about one quarter of women say they think about it that frequently. I think that these results could easily be skewed because women, we're taught to be demure. And we're not taught to be aggressive. So... I can understand why they say only about one quarter of women say they think about it as frequently as men do. But in general terms, as men and women age, each fantasizes less, but men still fantasize about twice as often. I believe I fantasize just as much as men. I, it's my reality. That's what I'm here for, to be real and to let women know that it's okay to have urges similar to a man. There's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) In a survey of studies comparing male and female sex drives, a social psychologist named Roy Bomister at Florida State University found that men reported more spontaneous sexual arousal and had more frequent and varied fantasies. He asserts that men are more sexual than women, and I have to say I, 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 I disagree because these reports, as I said before, they can be skewed because I know a lot of women may not be truly willing to own up to their sexuality and how much they think about it. fantasizing. Oh, trust and believe. <laughs> I fantasize a lot about it. <laughs> a whole lot. A whole lot lot. <laughs> Number two. Men seek sex more avidly. Men want sex more often than women at the start of a relationship. In the middle of in the middle of it. And after many years of it. The same psychologist concludes this after, after reviewing several surveys of men and women. Now, he goes on further to say, this isn't true of heterosexuals, he says. Gay men also have sex more often than lesbians at all stages of relationships. And men also say that they want more sex partners in their lifetime and are more interested in casual sex. Now, in this day and age of social media and online dating, I think this study should be redone. And I think we should really see what's going on. Cuz to say men seek sex more avidly, I I I really I really wonder what the the sample size was and the socioeconomic status and of these women and what they reported because like I said a lot of us may not want to report certain things because we may feel as if it's frowned upon because society teaches us that we're supposed to be demure and we're supposed to be virgin like <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh when I say that. (laughs) So, as I go further, men are more likely to seek sex even when it's frowned upon or even outlawed. About two-thirds say they masturbate, even though about half also say they feel guilty about it. By contrast, about 40% of women say they masturbate, and the frequency of masturbation is smaller among women. To this, <laughs> I sell toys. So I help women to masturbate better. I help women learn to masturbate. So if 40% of women are saying that they masturbate, I, can, I believe that that should be at least 60%. Because in our little intimate circles, when we talk about things, We talk about the different toys and the different things that the toys can do to people and, you know, the different type of lubes. And even here on this show, I'm constantly saying that how can you you tell a man or your significant other how to please you if you don't know what works for you? And the best way to figure that out is to touch yourself. Touch yourself. Get familiar. Learn what your spots are. Learn what your triggers are. So that when you're with someone else, it's not so much of a guessing game for them. You can, you know, gently nudge them in a pleasurable direction. Because what I find, um, what I find a lot of what's happening is, okay, so I'm heterosexual, so I'm going to put it from a heterosexual point of view. What I find is men, not many of them will ask questions. Many of them think that every woman works the same way, as if we're like a microwave and you touch the same buttons to get the same result. But no, we're not. We're all different, just as men are different. Man root sizes are different, yonis are different. And with each person, you're going to have to learn something new. And I'm not saying this to say that. Some things that may have worked with a previous partner may work with a new partner. But the new partner is going to need something different. Something that may be new and uncomfortable to you. And this is how you grow together in your relationship. And I'll also say this, my show is not about casual relationships. It's about long-term relationships. If you wanna build something with Somebody, Something that's going to be lasting. You need to communicate. You need to understand each other's likes and dislikes. So, to the 40% of women that say they masturbate, I want to bump that up to at least 60%. they are just not talking about it. But that is my belief. Now, the next point about in terms of men being more likely to seek sex even when it's frowned upon or even outlawed, prostitution. Prostitution is still mostly a phenomenon of men seeking sex with women rather than the other way around. Although, you know, there are some women out there who, you know, they go for the quote-unquote jubileau. It's just, I just don't, a lot of things that women do behind the scenes, they're just not publicized because they are very secret and intimate in small circles that all of these different things happen in. And as I said, most women aren't going to report it. They're not going to be as open and upfront and as forward. And I get it. I completely understand. And it's okay. Now the next one. Now, they took it towards the religious side and the study said nuns do a better job of fulfilling their vows of chastity than priests. The psychologist cites a survey of several hundred clergy in which 62% of priests admitted to sexual activity compared to the 49% of nuns. And the men reported more partners on average than the women. I'm not highly religious, and I'm not Catholic, so I'm going to leave that right there and continue on to number three. So, women's sexual turn-ons are more complicated than men's. Now, to this, I do agree. I do agree that what turns us on, you know, may be a little more complex than what turns men on. When men, men tend to be very visual, and women, we're more, we get stuck in our heads. A lot more. So to that I agree. So what turns women on? Not even women always seem to know, according to this study. Northwestern University researcher Meredith shivers and colleagues showed erotic films she showed erotic films to gay and straight to gay and straight men and women they asked about their level of sexual arousal and also measured their actual level of arousal through devices attached to their genitals for men the results were predictable straight men said they were more turned on by depictions of male female sex and female female sex and the measuring device backed up their claims. Now, gay men said that they were turned on by male-male sex, and again, the devices backed them up. Now, for women, the results were more surprising. Straight women, for example, said they were more turned on by male-female sex, but genitally, they showed about the same reaction to male-female, male-male, and female-female sex. So with this, you know, the conclusion that, that, that they gathered from this information, you know, men are very rigid and specific about who they become aroused by, who they want to have sex with, and who they fall in love with. Now, by contrast, women women may be more open to same-sex relationships thanks to their less-directed sex drives, according to Bailey, who was a co-author on this study. And he goes on further to say, women probably have the capacity to become sexually interested in and fall in love with their own sex more than men do. They won't necessarily do it, but they have the capacity. Now, this I believe is true because of the stigma that we have about homosexuality. Now, everyone knows my views. I don't believe you can help who you fall in love with. And as long as you're happy, I'm happy. But society will In the way that I see it society may frown more upon a homosexual male couple than they do a homosexual female couple I don't know why I truly don't understand it because one thing I always say is everyone wants contentment in life everyone wants to be happy so who am I to be a judge of someone else's happiness. I'm not here to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. I'm here to tell you that I'm happy that you have found love in another person. Matters of the heart are unexplainable, completely unexplainable. So if I see a couple Or, you know, a poly, you know, three, four, five people who say they're in love and they're happy. I'm happy for them. And I truly wish that more people would just share that view. Because I really believe that we have bigger issues in the world than who someone is sleeping with. They're happy. Let them be. Now... Bailey's idea that, you know, women have the capacity to become sexually interested and fall in love with their own sex more than men do, it's backed up by studies showing that homosexuality is a more fluid state among women than men. And in another broad review of studies, The sociologists found that many more lesbians reported recent sex with men when compared to gay men's reports of sex with women. So therefore women were also more likely to call men themselves, are more likely than men to call themselves bisexual and to report their sexual orientation as a matter of choice. So I think I think a lot of this leads on to, you know, there's I I feel like more women will are willing to experiment. More willing to experiment with different people. And they're more they may be more willing to find out that they like both sexes. But in today's day and age, I I believe that people are loving people more openly. When you have all of the different terms of how people identify. And I feel I feel sorry for the people who refuse to allow people to identify as trans or cisgender or non-binary because no matter how much you deny it they are here and there will be more and they're coming and they just want to be accepted and to me especially here in America I just feel like we're so Well, many people are so based in tradition that it's hard for them to escape traditions. It's hard for them to understand that things change and things evolve. You know, like an example that I have today, um, a coworker and I, um, we got a chuckle today talking about Groundhog's Day and Paxatawney Phil and how every year we look to this groundhog to tell us what our weather predictions are going to be. And his name is always Paxatawney Phil. So my question was, so is this Paxatawney Phil the fifth? Because this tradition started, I believe in 1888. But yet, we, we go as if it's the same groundhog letting us know whether winter is going to continue or spring is going to come. But on the other hand, we have weather forecasters who can tell us when a hurricane is forming a week prior, but they can't tell us whether or not we're going to have six more weeks of winter or an early spring because of tradition. And some people actually believe that, the groundhog is correct. And to that, I just wanna say, sometimes, sometimes, traditions need to be broken or traditions need to be evolved. So I'm gonna let you think about that when I go on to A little more music for everyone. Thank you for joining. Like and share, like and share, like and share.
1: Yeah. I take it I'm tired, I'm tired. Simple things, them are your blessings, your blessings, simple things are your blessing. I didn't know your blessings. You pick you with the shoes by your feet. No, I pick and choose the fence for your feet. And I watch for your eat. When I say get a good sleep, the simple things are your blessings. Simple things are your blessing, your blessing. simple things are your blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. simplicity we use to survive Many funny difficult because they're ignorant tonight When alone again, they're not going to live another life Telling in them again, but I know in not at Life, lucky chance to have thing No total sadness and invest in a laughing Time with the cash lifetime like time passing Tell them so you love them, boy, you see them in a coffin Let me tell you this, <laughs> when they got one day for are one more minute with my brother. So are with them, get up. kind of deal your day up. that you, are close yesterday. The things blessings. Simple things them are your blessings, your blessings. Simple things are your blessings. I you don't notice know, your blessings. But the simple things are your blessings. Simple things them are your blessings. your blessings. Simple things them are your blessings. And I cannot taste your blessings. <laughs> you so let's live. You make me find the taste of paper when life's too sweet.
3: Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, I'm going to continue my discussion about sex drive and the sexes. So far, I've gone through the first three... I've gone through the first three patterns of what's typically looked upon in terms of the the I'm going to go through the first 3 of the 7 patterns of men's and women's sex drives. Number 1 was more men think more about sex. 2 is men seek sex more avidly. And 3, women's sexual turn-ons are more complicated than men. So now I'm going to move on to number four. Number four, researchers say that women's sex drives are more influenced by social and cultural factors. Now, in his review, Baumister Baumister, found studies showing many women, showing many ways in which women's sexual attitudes practices and desires were more influenced by their environment than men. So women's attitudes towards and willingness to perform various sexual practices are more likely than men's to change over time. Women who regularly attend church are less likely to have permissive attitudes about sex. Men on the other hand, do not show this connection between church attendance and sex attitudes. Women, women are more influenced by the attitudes of their peer group and their decisions about sex. Women with higher education levels, they were more likely to have performed a wider variety of sexual practices, such as fellatio. And education made less of a difference in men. Women, they were also more likely than men to show inconsistency between their expressed values about sexual activities such as premarital sex and their sexual behavior. So with this you want to ask why are women's sex drives seemingly weaker and more vulnerable to influence? Now, I believe I've been hitting on this the whole entire show, but according to research, they're theorizing that it's related to the greater power of men in society, which I do also believe, or the differing sexual expectations of men compared to women. One of the researchers prefers an explanation more closely tied to the world of sociobiology in which men have every incentive to have sex to pass along their genetic material. But in contrast, women, they feel as if we may be hardwired to choose our partners carefully because we are the ones who can get pregnant and wind up taking care of the baby. And that, (laughs) that I definitely do believe is a true factor. But, once again, we are in the 21st century, so there are plenty of forms, plenty of forms of birth control. So... Something like that doesn't necessarily have to be something that we have to think about. I think I think sexual transmitted infections are more should be more of a concern than getting pregnant in this day and age, because there are too many varying forms of birth control for women who do not wish to get pregnant to have a baby. So they're saying that they are likely to be more attuned to relate. Women are more likely to be more attuned to relationship quality because they want a partner who will stay around to help take care of the baby in the event they get pregnant. And that women are also more likely to choose a man with resources because of his greater ability to support a child. With that, I want to say that... (laughs) I'm on the edge with that, because not all women will choose a man with resources. Some women will choose a man because they know what to do between the sheets. And for some, if they're getting it good, they're good. They're not thinking about the resources. It's, it's the reality of our society. It's, it's the reality of our social media society. You know, everyone is talking about eggplants, you know? And men and women are being thirst traps. I see plenty of pictures of very, <laughs> very thin, clad men yes kimmy i'm talking about the man root <laughs> that's exactly what i'm referring to so women we may not always choose the man with the good resources with the good job or you know with the good persona the good personality the the ambition the type who will take care of our child because sometimes we just really want to bust a good nut. (laughs) And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. All I'm saying is there are so many means of birth control that we can get that good, awesome, bust-then-cry nut without having to worry about pregnancy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, ladies. Protect yourselves. You know, have your fun, but just make sure that you're not procreating with someone who you don't see being a good father. And and I believe we all we all know, we all see the people who we have sex with, who we're intimate with, and lots of times a good nut, this, is, this goes for men or women, a good orgasm, an, an, uh, an earth-shattering orgasm will blind us from seeing the signs that this man or this woman may not be a good person. It's, there are plenty of times when we're blinded by, you know, blinded by those feelings, those urges, those memories, because you know the person is not good, but all you do is you have that memory, you have that memory of the feeling. And those emotions, that memory of the feeling, sometimes it supersedes and takes over our logical
2: thoughts.
3: (laughs) And that's what happens. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. All I'm saying is there are too many forms of birth control. You know, Kimmy, Kimmy just said, hey, plan B. What I would say to my ladies and my fellas out there, there is an app that can track your menstrual cycle. So if y'all are doing something, how about y'all both get the app and sync up? You know, if it's a long-term relationship and you guys may not want, to, you know, you may not want to be on birth control, you may not want to use condoms and whatever, what have you, get an app, sync up. Now, I will say that that method is only 70% effective. It's not 100%. So know that if you're going to do that, there is still a 30% chance that you can and may Procreate. But whatever you're doing, be mindful about it. Don't just think of the physical and the euphoria and, you know, all of the feel-good chemicals that go through your body and the memories you have or the songs that elicit memories from all of those wonderful experiences. Don't allow them to cloud sound Judgment. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, let me get back to sex drive and the sexes. So number five of seven. Women take a less direct route to sexual satisfaction. So what the research says, men and women travel slightly different paths to arrive at sexual desire. I hear women say in my office that desire originates much more between the ears than the legs, says Esther Perel, and she's a New York City psychotherapist. For women, there's a need for a plot. Hence the romance novel, hence the romance novel. It's more about the anticipation, how you get there. It is the longing that is the fuel for desire, she says. She says, women's desire is more contextual, more subjective, more layered on a lattice of emotion. Men, by contrast, do not need to have nearly as much imagination. Kimmy, to answer your question, It depends, and I'll leave it at that. Let me get back to what I'm saying now. So, as she's saying, men, by contrast, they don't need to nearly have as much imagination as women, since sex is simpler and more straightforward for them. Now, for this, I do believe this. Women, you know, yes, we may see a guy who looks good and we're attracted to them, but we're not we we're not going to make that next move or be ready to go there with them until we know that well many women not all I don't like to talk in absolutes but we need to know that there's a little bit more than just the physical because I know if I can have I know for me yes I can be attracted to someone physically but if I can have An intellectual stimulating conversation with you that makes you even more sexy. And if we can agree to disagree, to me that makes you even more sexy because I don't want someone who's just going to agree with me all the time. I want to have thoughtful, you know, thought provoking conversations with someone. And yes, that turns me on even more than just, you know, seeing a sexy body with a big man root. So, yes, I get it. We need a little bit more. And, you know, men, if there's a woman you're trying to get, how about you describe to her what... How about you describe to her what your ideal date is? Because that's how we are. We need to be able to... we, We need to be able to... Paint a picture. Or if you're in a relationship with someone, how about you send her a text message describing everything that she's going to get when she reaches home. If you try that, I bet you the moment she walks through the door, she will be ready for you. Because you started to talk to her mind. And now she's envisioning all of these things. And when we start to envision certain things and fantasize about the one we love, the one we care about, all type of things start to flow and tingle throughout our bodies. So give that a try. Now, in terms of, you know, women needing a little bit more and, you know, men Sex is much simpler and maybe more straightforward to them. We also want to highlight the fact that that doesn't mean that men don't seek intimacy, love, and connection in a relationship just as women do. They just view the role of sex differently. Women want to talk first, connect, then have sex. For men, sex is (laughs) the connection. And sex is the language men use to express their tender, loving, vulnerable side. It is their language of intimacy. So let's think about those things. Number six, women experience orgasms differently than men. Now this is true. Like, if I could swap with a man for one day, I would love to understand or experience a male orgasm I would love to, to know what the difference is because I know what they do to me I just really would love to know what it does to men so men on average they take four minutes from the point of entry until ejaculation <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there now, women women usually take around 10 to 11 minutes to reach orgasm, if they do. Because I have, I have stated before on a previous show that not all women will reach orgasm. Now, you got that four minutes for men, you got that 11, 10 to 11 minutes for women. And I just want to say, this is why I say foreplay is key foreplay will help things last that much longer (laughs) so 4 minutes for men the 10 minutes for women between entry and orgasm that's another difference between the sexes how often they have an orgasm during sex among men who are part of a couple 75% say they always have an orgasm as opposed to 26% of women Now, not only is there a difference in reality, there's a difference in perception, too. While the men's female partners reported their rate of orgasm accurately, women's male partners said they believed their female partners had orgasms 45% of the time. Now, to this, I blame women who fake it. I have faked an orgasm once. I was in my 20s and I wanted it to be over with so I faked it. But at the age that I am now, I'm not faking it. I'm not going to give anyone false hope. If it didn't happen, it just didn't happen. And sometimes it just may not happen. You know, sometimes for females, sometimes we may be too much in our head. We may be thinking about everything else that's going on. Thinking about the bills or this or that. And, you know, sometimes with men, if they drink too much, it may not happen. And the same thing can happen for women. And so there are reasons. But, yes, I do believe that men, and I do agree that men will orgasm a lot more than women do. Now number seven, women's libidos seem to be less responsive to drugs. So with men's sex drives seemingly more directly tied to biology when compared to women, it may be no surprise, it may be no surprise that low desire may be more easily treated through medication in men. Men have embraced drugs as a cure for not only erectile dysfunction but also for a shrinking libido with women with women though the search for a drug to boost sex drive has proved to be more elusive so testosterone testosterone has been linked to sex drive in both men and women but testosterone works much faster in men with low libidos than A past chair of medicine at Cedars Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, you know, and leading researcher on testosterone treatments in women, this is what he says, and he says while the treatments are effective, they are are effective, they're not as effective in women as men. There's a hormonal factor in sex drive, but it is much more important in men than women. A testosterone patch for women called intrinsic has been approved in Europe but was rejected by the FDA due to concerns about the long-term safety. But but the drug the drug has sparked backlash from some medical and psychiatric professionals who question whether low sex drive in women should even be considered a condition best treated with drugs. And I want to say I agree with them. Like low sex drive, I think that there's other things that we can do because as women, we do so much, especially once we become mothers and once we get married and have a family. Now, I'm not saying this to make men feel as if they don't have stress when they're in a marriage, but think about when children are involved. Mom is the primary taker. Mom is the one who may do more. And and lots of times, mom, mom doesn't get a break. Mom doesn't get a vacation. And this may be due to family or it may be due to the mom feeling that her whole entire life belongs to her family. And mom forgetting who she was before she became a mom. And mom not demanding yes I'm saying it mom not demanding that she get a break I believe more women need to do that more women need to say I need a break I'm gonna have a mommy day I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a girl's vacation but we don't so we go through it we rough it out and by the time we get in beds with our husbands we're just tired we're just tired and that happens a lot so as i want to thank everyone for watching today and i hope you enjoyed i hope you can like and share like and share and this will be on my podcast and it will be on my page Um, some parts will be muted. Facebook has already muted some parts of it. But you can listen to the whole thing on a podcast or you can share the podcast with a friend. Please follow me at Naturals Nook. And um, next week is Valentine's Day. So tomorrow, I will be dropping information for a Valentine's Day contest. A Valentine's Day contest where... The winner will receive a Pure Romance special package from me. So, follow me on Naturals Nook on Instagram and check out my Naturals Nook page.